Well, good morning, everybody. So glad that you're with us today. I want to welcome everybody tuning in online. What a great opportunity. Online, you know what, here's the deal. It's that vacation time. You know, everybody's graduating from high school. High school's kind of come to an end. And I know uh, at our house, we're celebrating that preschool, uh, that, that vacation is here because, you know, the grueling pace of preschool. You know, my granddaughter was like, man, it's summertime, Pop. It's summertime. I'm like, yes, it is. You know, it's such a hardship of coloring and playing and, and, and learning how to cooperative play and all that stuff. It's just an amazing moment to be able to be at summertime. So we're glad you're joining us. And if you're watching online, and some of you I know are watching because you are not here and you are someplace camping or doing something like that, we're glad that you're joining us, however that is. And so today we are actually finishing a series that we called Heaven and Hell. And it's been an interesting series. It's been a little bit up and down. First we were in heaven, then we were in hell, right? So it's kind of like we're like all over the place. And, you know, last week we talked a little bit about demons and, and the devil. And, you know, the, the importance of this series can't be understated because so much of what Satan wants to do is to convince us or to keep us from taking serious, I guess is a better way of saying it, the truth of heaven and hell, and that we need to make some decisions on this side of, uh, of where, where we're living and breathing, on this, this side of heaven and hell, making those decisions because those decisions we make are eternal. They, they lead us to one of two places, and we described it in the very first and second week, heaven and hell. It's a real place. Satan wants to kind of think, make you think that here on earth is everything you need, and it's perfect, and it's everything. You never want to leave. And, and we ought to be enjoying it, but we ought to be careful to not uh, cause us to, to, to not look forward to or have an eternal perspective. That the things that we're doing here on earth, the things that are happening here on earth, are, are laying the foundation, leading us to an eternal destination. And so how we live, it affects how we live when we know where we're going to end up. It really does. And so Satan doesn't want us to get there. He doesn't want, he wants us to, to maybe downplay or, 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 or think that hell isn't a real place or it's not so bad, it's just a party place. And, you know, if he can convince us of that, you know, then we're kind of in a position to where we don't take it seriously and, and it affects the way we live our lives and the decisions that we make. So it's critical. And we also talked last week about the the, the, the forces that are working against us, trying to keep us from becoming, experiencing all that we can experience here on li in this life, but also keeping us from, from all that we can experience in the eternity that's lying ahead as well, and keeping us off our game, because we learned last week that Satan has come to rob, steal, and destroy. He wants to take us out. He doesn't, anything that God loves, he hates, and he's all out hating you, and you need to come to terms with that and understand that. So that's the first three weeks. And then we're going to talk today uh, about angels. We're going to end on a high note, right? And um, I was going to put this last week on Father's Day because it just was more fitting than demons, talking about demons on Father's Day, right? Like we should talk about angels on Father's Day because it makes sense, right? But uh, but so we kind of just wanted to end on a high note. So angels it is. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And as we talked about each week, we said this, that we get a lot of our information and some of us have an, a perspective of heaven and hell and Satan and demons and angels and all that stuff from, from 
all the sources other than Scripture. We get them from books. We get them from TV. We get them from all. So, so I just kind of was thinking, what are some of the, the movies or whatever? And I, I came up with a list of, of, of shows that kind of land, TV shows and movies. Um, I've got, we got Touched by an Angel, right? Touched by an Angel. That's where we learned that angels speak with English accents. <laughs> I didn't know that, but British accents is what, what happens in heaven. And then angels in the outfield, they play baseball, come to find out. And ha, uh, Highway to Heaven, uh, where, where Pa from Little House on the Prairie, <laughs> right, kind of messes up my whole thought of that whole, well, anyways. And then angel in the bad man. Now, there's nothing to do with angels in it other than I like John Wayne. Okay, so then... Uh, <laughs> Then my favorite movie, Angel, is Clarence, and, and who is famous for telling us that every time a bell rings, okay, so thank you very much, Angel gets his wings, and I hate to go against Clarence, I really do, he's a nice guy, but humans don't become angels, they don't, and, and, and they don't get their wings when they do enough good things on the other side of this life. That, that's not how it works. That's, a, that's a, a, a movie depiction. But we don't find that any place in Scripture. And if we're going to look for an authoritative word on any of these subjects that we've covered in this series, we do not want to look to the, the, the Hollywood per, uh, perspective or, or an author or writer. What we want to do is we want to listen to, we want to, Dive in deep and, under, and discover what it is that actually what Scripture says about it. So we read no place in Scripture where anybody becomes an angel. Uh, a very common belief is that a relative dies and they become an angel, even becoming guardian angels. And, you know, that's what a lot of people believe. Um, uh, but, you know, that's just not something we see in Scripture. And I just want to shoot straight. That's not what we see. What we, what we see is that that, and this is the perspective I have, as I think of my dad, I, I think, man, I wouldn't want him to be an angel. I want him to be experience all the joys of heaven and, and to be experience all the pleasures and all the things that are prepared for him. And, and so that's the image that, that we need to get as we read Scripture. We see that clearly. So what we need to understand, and according to Scripture, um, is that angels are supernatural beings that were created by God for a purpose. And so that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at and discover the purposes, the reason, what it is that angels do. So what's hard uh, for my finite mind to grasp um, is that we read, we read time and time again, and we read throughout the scriptures that actually angels show up and look like human beings. This is where sometimes that, that, that struggle between you know, human beings becoming angels. It, it doesn't work that way, but, but certainly angels have appeared in human form. And so we've seen this in different places. One of the places that stands out is Genesis chapter 18. Abraham is, uh, is, is kind of like hanging out there and three angels show up that look like men. And so he, he kind of says, hey, you know, tell us Sarah, we, we got visitors. And so they feed them. And so that's an, that's an incidence where that happens. And we may think, well, that all took place in the Old Testament. But that's not something that we see today, right? That, that, that can't possibly... Okay, so hold on to that for a second. Because here's what we read in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. You ready for it? 
Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, or by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, in some ways, that's kind of cool, right? That's kind of cool. In some ways, it's like, man, how did I treat that person that I didn't know anything about at Walmart, right? They had more than 15 items in their cart. Right? You know what I'm saying? What did I say? Because <laughs> it could be I was entertaining an angel. That's kind of wild to even think about, right? So another thing we know about angels it has to do with what we, we talked about last week. And then there's a spiritual battle being waged. There's, there's a spiritual battle being fought right now. It's happening in, in all around us. And, um, and we see examples of this. One of my favorite examples of this, I love this. It's found in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 and 17, or 15 through 17. It says this, <clears throat> excuse me. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what should we do, the servant asks. Verse 16, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed. I love this part. Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I love that. In some ways, it is just an awesome thing. It's reassuring, right? Because this servant, uh, no doubt, his heart had to have been reassured. You know what? Don't worry, because... There's a lot more of us than there are of them. That's reassuring. But I got to think, at the same time, it's a little bit overwhelming to, to be able to have a glimpse behind the curtain, if you will, to see the warfare that's taking place. You know, that, that we need to recognize that, that, there are, that those are for us are greater than those who are against us. But no doubt there is a warfare taking place. Occasionally people will ask, do I have a guardian angel? Do, does everyone have a guardian angel? Is there, are there angel, angels that are guarding us? Well, well, truthfully, Scripture never says that everyone has a guardian angel, but, but here's what Scripture does say very specifically. Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12. For God will not command his, for God will not command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways they will lift you up in your hands in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone angels will often protect you from danger and i want to suggest to you that possibly even danger you didn't even know about things that you wouldn't have said oh i just man that was a close call Things that you didn't even know were about to happen that they protected you from. Just think about that. I got one instance, because I can tell you there are many of those in my life. Ones that I know about and certainly, no doubt, things that I don't know about. One of the ones that popped in my head when I was putting this together was, was back a long time ago when we were in the old building. 
we had just put an addition onto the building for offices, and it's a two-story part of the, the building, and myself and one other guy, a friend of mine, we were, we were putting the roof on because it was going to rain, and we were just going as fast as we could to get tar paper down and just get it weather tight. And so uh, we took turns unrolling the tar paper and tacking it down, and it was his turn, and, and so he's unrolling it, you know, just do, going as fast as we can. And, 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 he, and he's going so fast that he steps off the end of the roof. Now, let me just back the story up. My friend is about 200 to 250, 270, you know, pushing, right? And, and, and he steps off the roof. So momentum, anybody know about momentum, right? So momentum, he walks right off the back of the roof. And I grab him by the, his arm and shirt. And <laughs> which was stupid because it would take me with him. I'm, I'm like, okay, see ya. But, you know, so I grabbed him instinctively. I just grabbed him and, and pulled him up and, and, he, and, he, and he came, which is just, if you know anything about all this, if you say that's impossible, and you're right, totally impossible. Pulled him up and we were laying on, the, on this roof, laughing our heads off. You know, because first of all, like the nervous laugh, like we just, I mean, you just about died, right? That was number one. We were laughing over, kind of laughing, I think, over that. We were laughing over, I can't believe that just happened. And we were laughing over the fact that he's laying on top of me. Right? 250... It was, that was funny, right? So, so I can tell you in that moment, that for certain wasn't anything that we, nothing that I could have done, nothing that I could have done to change that outcome other than supernaturally we were protected. So angels, angels have a role of protectors, right? So they come and they protect. Angels also are God's warriors, they are fierce warriors battle, battling on behalf of God. You, you see incredible examples of this. One of them is in 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 35. King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah prayed to God to protect him from being destroyed in battle. He knew it was coming. The, 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 those who were coming to battle against him had just said, we're coming, we're going to take you out like we took everybody else out. And, and so Hezekiah just prays to God, God, you see it, you know what's going to happen. He prays to him. And that night, here's what takes place. That night, verse 35, that night the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000. Now this is a single angel took out 185,000 in the Assyrian camp on behalf of God Almighty. The warring angel, this, this singular angel, wiped out 185,000 men. Angels are warriors of God. In Daniel chapter 10, we studied this uh, a few weeks ago, right? We studied Daniel and one of the things that happened with Daniel, Daniel had prayed and, and an angel shows up 21 days later. Like he's been praying and fasting, needs an answer, right? 21 days later, this angel shows up and says, I've been trying to get here. I I've been, I've been really have. I've been trying to get here, 
but I've been delayed. I've been, I've been doing battle against the prince of Persia. Now, that's another way of saying evil spiritual entity. So he's doing this spiritual battle, and that battle was preventing him from getting there. Finally, he says, Michael the archangel came to help, and now I'm here to bring you a message. He goes on to say later on that he's going to go back to, to do some more warfare. And it's just an interesting dynamic there. So there's a battle going on. We, we see that clearly in this. There's a battle for you. There's a battle for me. There's a battle for our families. There's a, there's a battle for our kids. There really is. And if you don't take that seriously, you don't recognize that what our kids, what we need is to, is to have reinforcement. We need to have the Word of God in our hearts, in our minds, so that we have the ability to, to go to battle ourselves when we see that, 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 that come against us. We need to make sure that, our, we're at, in, that we have a church home and we're attending and we're participating and we're serving and we're giving. And we're, we're a part of the fabric of, of that church. We need to do that for ourselves. We need to do it for our kids. We need to do it for our, our grandkids because there is a battle that is being waged. So important for us to get that. I hope you're getting it. Angels are also messengers. Man, one of the most famous messages of all time is found in Luke chapter 1, verses 30 and 31. This is, this is when the angels show up to a teenage virgin girl. And they bring this amazing message. This is what it says. The angel said to her, this is Mary... Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus. The angel of the Lord appeared with the greatest news ever. The greatest news ever. Jesus, the Messiah, will be born. So angels are messengers, but they're also worshipers as well. Right? We just sang a song, Holy, Holy, Holy. That's part of an angelic worship of God Almighty. And, and so we know that there are worshipers. Wherever we find God or, where we, or Jesus, we, we will also find angels worshiping God or, or Jesus Christ. In fact, Scripture says in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 6, that this is God speaking, let all of the angels of God worship him, worship Jesus, worship the Son. And then in Revelation chapter 5, verses 11 through 13, John said this. He sees this, this, this picture, this revelation, and here's what he says. I looked and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They were encircling the throne in a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Worthy is the Lamb. And they're singing that. And they're worshiping King Jesus. So they're worshipers of God. They're powerful. And they, they can wipe out thousands of people at one time, and yet, and yet, they're also so very gentle. They're so gentle, and they can minister to those who are struggling. In 1 King chapter 18, Elijah 
has been doing some amazing things for God. He's been representing, man. He's been standing up, right? He, he's been calling down fire from heaven to consume an altar and, and, and doing this back and forth between those who are against God and, and worshiping idols. And he's just saying, my God is more powerful than your God. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. And he's up there and it happens. And so he's doing all this stuff and there's a drought and all kinds of stuff are happening because Elijah is just kind of standing up but then at the end of that, he gets word that the king's wife, Jezebel, is after him. Now understand this. Elijah's tired. I mean, he's, he's tired. And he's worn out and he's afraid and he starts running. So we pick up the story in 1 Kings chapter 9, 19, verses 4 through 7. Elijah's been running, and he's just kind of like upset, and he's kind of at the end of his rope, and here's what he says. He says, I have had enough, Lord. Anybody ever said that before? Two people, right? I have had enough. Let me just die. I am no better than my ancestors. And then he lay down under the tree and slept, and suddenly an angel came to him and touched him. Get up and eat, the angel said. Elijah saw near his head a loaf baked over coals and a jar of water. So he ate and he drank, and then he went back to sleep. Later, the Lord's angels came to him a second time. The angel touched him and said, get up and eat. If you don't, the journey will be too hard for you. So what we see here is, is God is sending ministering angels, angels who are ministering to, to Elijah. The angel took care of him, made sure he had food to eat when Elijah was at the end of his rope. Another example was in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Jesus is, is headed towards a horrible, excruciating death. In the hours leading up to that, he's asked his disciples to pray, and they fall asleep, and yet he goes and he prays, and he's, he's under a great emotional torture and he's crying out Luke chapter 22 verse 43 an angel from heaven appeared to him and what does he do he strengthens him in the midst of all that Jesus was going through an angel comes along and ministers to Jesus Jesus is able to say not my will be done not my will be done, but your will be done. Some of us need to hear that. Some of us need to hear that, that God desires to come and send his angels to minister to us and strengthen us and to lift us up when we don't feel like we have anything left. So angels can minister to you as well. They can minister to God's, minister God's love and healing and power to you and to me. In fact, Scripture says this in Hebrews, 11, or excuse me, Hebrews 1, verse 14. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? You know who that is? That's you. That's me. Angels could strengthen you, even in this very moment. Some of you really need that. Truth is, watching online or sitting here in person, you're, you're really kind of spent. Whether it's work or whether it's, you know, family, whether it's 
family coming in from out of town, whether it's just, you know, just dealing with life in, in and of itself. Maybe it's health issues. Maybe it's financial issues, whatever it might be. Some of us come in on fumes. What you need to hear today is God loves you. God loves you, and he is sending his angels to minister to you, to give you strength. There have been many times when Lynn and I have been strengthened, and, and we know that. We know it's like we've, we've come up against that wall, you know, that proverbial wall that just, it's not going anywhere. You just keep hitting your head against it. And it's like, man, is this it? And yet God just ministers to us. Some of you may be facing a challenge in your marriage. Or, or maybe you're exhausted physically or spiritually, just burned out. And God may send an angel to come alongside you to strengthen you. And just minister to you in this moment. I really believe that takes place. I really do. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that just as we live in this physical world, there is an equally real spiritual world. They're equal. Matter of fact, I would say this, that the spiritual world may be even more real than the world that we live in right now. Where the forces of darkness are battling against the forces of light. Where those forces of darkness are, are attempting to rob, steal, and destroy and to take you out and your family out too. Jesus, though, I want you to hear this, has already won the battle. The victory is complete. We fight from the position of strength. Did you hear that this morning? No weapon has formed against us and it shall not prevail. Because we do not fight for victory. We fight from victory. The evil one who is in this world has no authority over you. Those of you that are in Christ, who have asked Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have all authority and you have all the power to demand his departure. So depend on him. And supernaturally, he will sustain you and bring you his ultimate and perfect victory. That's what I want you to hear today. That's what I want you to be walking out of here or tuning off today or, or turning off today the, if you're watching online to know that you are victorious in Christ Jesus. And so I want to just encourage you in this moment. Let's just bow for prayer. Let's just close it up. And just in this moment, you know what's going on with you. And here's what I want you to realize. God does too. He knows all of the stuff you're struggling with. He knows all of your anxieties and fears he knows all of your struggles. He knows them all. He knows every single one of them. And he loves you. And he has his angels to, he is, he is sending his angels to, to have an impact in your world. Just like we read about it in scripture. So God, I thank you and I praise you that you are the su a supernatural God, that you are all-knowing, you are all-powerful, you are ever-present. You understand the details of every situation that your children are facing. And so, God, on behalf of your children, I pray and ask that you would do a work, a supernatural work in our lives. God, that you would give our, uh, these people, your people, strength and power 
the power that comes from your Holy Spirit who would guide us, the comforter who would, who would come alongside us and give us encouragement and strength. God, I pray that you would give them the ability with, with the word of God to fight off the evil one who tempts to come to steal, kill, and destroy. God, we pray for your protection, that you would put your angels around your children. We pray for marriages, God. We pray for supernatural hope. We pray for miracles in a way that only you can do. And God, when you do, we will give you all the praise, honor, and glory. Touch your people now in Jesus' name. And for others of us who are watching online right now or here in person who have never intentionally asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, please, please don't wait another day. Please accept him for, for his love and his compassion for you and what he's already done even before you could ever do anything in his direction, he's already done it all in yours. Maybe you would just follow me in this prayer. Would you just say, I surrender, Jesus. I surrender to you. Save me. Transform me. Make me a brand new person. I give my life completely to you. Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner who needed a Savior. And so, Jesus, would you save me and forgive me? Fill me with your spirit so I could follow you. I believe that you died for me so I could live for you. Thank you for your life. Thank you for that you have mine. I thank you for all that you have done and are going to do. And I pray this over this, this, this group of people and who are watching online right now. Father, I pray with authority that comes from the throne of God. In Jesus' name, amen.